0: everybody and welcome to Chits and Chat. I, I am Kaz Gable. Weird pause. <laughs> Did you forget that? I am Kaz Gable.
1: She <laughs> <laughs> said to look down at your name tag real quick. And I'm Alex Cruzy.
0: <laughs> Today we are off to Roman through, I don't know, all sorts of eras, I guess, in the game Seven Wonders Duel. This is a game that is a spin-off, you could say, or a reimagining, I guess, sort of, of the yeah. original game Seven Wonders. Uh, this is a strictly two-player game. It came out in two... <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it's a two-player game. It came out in 2015. There we go. A lot of twos going on here. Um, <laughs> it is a, basically a Civ-building game, um, but this is a unique structure, of course, because it is only for two ple- people. It was designed by the dynamic duo of Antoine Bauza and Bruno Cathala art by Miguel Coimbra and published by Repos productions. And let's see, that is the one that I've seen. What is the one that you have? Is it asthma I have, I have no, I have the repost production. You did the that's Repos? One. Okay. Yeah. That's the most common one I've seen. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. Anyway, this is a, this is a, I don't know, short ish middle range game. I guess you'd say for, it, it says it's about 30 minutes. I, I, I'd say that's about right. Would would you say that with your play experience? On once this? once you
1: get used to it, it goes pretty quickly. Yes, I think the first game might take a bit longer than that because you're just kind of getting used to uh, how the structure works and what steps you shouldn't take. But uh, <laughs> once you get used to it, yeah, it can go pretty quick.
0: Yeah, um, the age level for this one on BGG is listed at ten plus. I'd say that's about right. I think there's there's definitely an ease of access to this game, like the, the design's good, the symbology is good, but there is a complexity to the strategy here, and I, I would say eh, that's actually the first time I think it's about spot on for the youngest age group <laughs> for this game. Um, despite that, it's also weighted, the weight is 2.22 on uh, BGG. I think that's also Ooh. about right, too. It's 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 got some complexity, but it's not, I wouldn't call this a light game, it's a light side of a Civ building game, for sure. Yes, uh, but uh, yeah. So this is a uh, an interesting take on uh, a popular game. Uh, take on a previously popular game. So let's talk about the exact way you play this game, and then we'll talk about our thoughts on it itself.
1: Okay. To play the game. All right. Whew, I'm probably gonna miss a few things. There's a lot of stuff <laughs> going a lot. on here. Uh, but I hope I can distill it down to the important things. Uh, you're going to set up a game board where which contains the military track and places for progress tokens, and I'll get into that in a bit. <clears throat> uh, there are essentially, if, if you've played the original Seven Wonders, uh, this has a lot of the same stuff. It's very similar to the original. They just tweaked a few things so that it works better uh, for two-player games. The original Seven Wonders didn't. Worked that great for two players. They had like a dummy third player. Uh, it's essentially what they did here. They made a really good uh, two player version instead of a kind of so so two ish player version that they used to have. <clears throat> uh, there's going to be a bunch of cards that are set up, uh, kind of put off to the side. There's an age one, two, and three. The game will last three ages, p- most likely. Uh, it is possible it can end early. Uh, but, uh, that's that. Uh, and there's the, the, the namesake, there are a bunch of wonders. Um, and there's also some coins and a couple of other things. Uh, each person will start with seven coins. Uh, Everyone also technically starts with seven, I'm sorry, four w- wonders. Uh, there are will be eight wonders. Oh, there's slightly more than eight in the game. Uh, you'll shuffle them up, deal out four. Uh, the starting player takes one, the other player takes two, and then the starting player gets with the one that's remaining. And the thing is repeated, but uh, the player order is shifted. So the second player picks first. First player gets the... Their pick of two and then the next player gets another one to pick Uh, these are big buildings that you're building towards hopefully you don't have to build them uh, but they can give you uh, big benefits near the end of the game uh then you are going to take the age 1 cards, shuffle them up, you're going to draw 20 of them. I think there's actually 23 in each of these decks. Uh you're going to take 20 of them and then you're going to set up this sort of I guess a pyramid shape. If you've ever played some sort of like pyramid solitaire thing, you're going to like place uh two cards face up and then you're going to place three cards on top of those two cards face down, and you're slowly forming a pyramid, face up, face down, face up, uh, so that there's a total of 20 cards in this pyramid. Uh, these cards are the things that you are going to be building your society off of. They're your resources, your military, your economy, your science, your uh, Senate stature, I guess is technically what it would be. Uh, the, the, this is basically the, the meat of the mechanics of this, this game here. Once that's set up, the game begins. Start player uh, takes their turn and it kind of goes back and forth. Uh, On your turn, you have basically a choice you pick one of any of the available cards and available cards are the ones that there's no cards on top of so in the beginning of the first stage there's six cards to choose from uh but as you start picking cards out you're digging out cards from underneath so those cards then become available if it's face down it will flip over uh if it's already if it becomes uncovered so to speak Uh, when you take the card you have basically three things you can do with that card you can either Crash it, uh, throw it in the discard pile, and get money for it. Uh, the amount of money that you get for it is always two coins plus however many yellow districts you have, the uh, uh, commercial districts that you have in your tableau. Uh, if At the beginning of the game, you will have none, but as the game progresses, you'll have more and more yellow districts. Uh, so again, that was two coins plus one coin for every yellow district that you have. Uh, that is one thing you can do. You can discard it. The other thing you can do, which is probably what you're going to be doing most of the time, is build it. Uh, To build it, you need to pay the cost for it. Now, in the first age, there are definitely a number of cards that cost nothing, uh, so you can just build it for free. Uh, Some of them will occasionally cost resources, such as uh, wood, stone, or clay. Uh, Sometimes it's a mix of those things, but again, Early ages, it tends to cost very little. Sometimes it costs money to build certain things, uh, and occasionally it costs just having another type of card to build it. There are a few cards where uh, they put a little symbol in white in the upper right-hand corner saying, hey, this is a special building. Later on in the game, you may see another building that says, hey, you can build this for free as long as you have that symbol somewhere in your tableau. Uh, So that's another way to build it without having to pay so many costs. If you are missing any of the resources that you want to build that thing, say for example you're missing uh, a wood, actually let's say you're missing two wood, uh, the the cost is always two coins for every resource uh, that you're missing plus one coin for every resource of that type that your neighbor has. So if, say, for example, you were missing the two wood and my neighbor had one wood, for the first wood I would pay two coins plus one wood because they have a wood, and the next one I'd pay two wood plus another coin because they have a wood. So in total it would cost me six coins to build something that costs two woods, of which I have no wood for. So uh, you want to try and get a lot of resources or at least enough resources so they're not paying through the nose uh, to build certain things. Uh, The other third thing that you can do, so again, as a recap, you can either trash it, you can build it, or you can use it to build one of the four wonders that you have taken during the game. In order to use that, you'd flip it upside down, put it underneath a wonder, the cost of the wonder is shown on the wonder itself, and then you'd get any benefits that you get from that wonder, whether it be adding more military, destroying a neighbor's card, uh, getting another turn right after that. There's a a whole assortment of things that you can get by building this wonder. Uh, It should be known that the game is seven wonders. As soon as a seventh wonder gets built or to put it another way as soon as one person builds all four of their wonders the other player can no longer build one of their wonders they have to choose one of their unbuilt wonders to just forego never do again so it, it is true to its namesake even though you there are eight available at the start only seven can be built uh there apparently there's some sort of uh galactic law <laughs> yeah. that says no 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 no, that seven bad? only <laughs> this world can only handle seven wonders uh uh, and that's pretty much most of what's going on. Now, there's a lot of other things that are going taking place. Two of the important aspects are the military and the science. Um, With military, uh, every time you take one of the red cards, the military cards, it will indicate how many symbols are on it. Uh, On that board, there is a military track. The tracker starts right in the middle. It's kind of a tug-of-war thing. Every time you add military, you push that tracker closer to your opponent. Uh, If they grab military after that, they'll push it right back. Uh, Occasionally, you'll reach uh, little barriers you'll pass a barrier which causes your opponent to pay money so the first one is two the next barrier pass they're going to have to pay five coins Uh, if they don't have that they pay as much as they can and this is going to kind of be pushing back and forth if at any point in time uh, you are able to push that military marker all the way to the end of that track the game ends right there you have won you've won by a military victory Uh, And it is difficult to do, but it is totally possible to do. Uh, The other thing is the science. Uh, I mentioned that there are some progress tokens. There are uh, a bunch of progress tokens. Five of them are shuffled up. or All of them are shuffled up, and five of them are placed on the board. These are special things that you can get if you do particular things in science. Each of the green science cards, every time you get them, if you ever duplicate a symbol, there's a bunch of different symbols. I think there's a total of seven different symbols in, in the game. If you ever duplicate a symbol in your tableau, you get to grab any one of these five uh, progress tokens. And the progress tokens give you some either sort of game breaking thing or extra benefits. So it could be just be a straight out seven points. It could be something where you get all the money that your neighbor has to spend for resources. Or it could be that you have to pay less to build wonders. Or it could be uh, that whenever you do that cool thing where you don't have to pay for a building because you have another building that matches that type, you actually get paid to build that building. Uh, uh, there's a bunch of cool things. There are even ones that get you an additional military when you pick up military things, things like that. There's a lot of different ones. Uh, the other thing to know is that if at any point in time you have six different symbols in your tableau, you win the game. The game ends right there. You win that way. If neither of those two things happens, if it's neither a military victory, if it's n- not a science victor- victory, then it's going to go to the end of the game. The game ends once you go through three ages each age is pretty much the same the cards just cost more and the setup is just slightly different uh, in h2 it's an upside down pyramid and in h3 uh it is some weird octagon shape with a hole in the middle it's uh, you don't really need to know that for purposes but again each card is going to cost more uh in the start of a new age the person who is uh uh, losing in military gets to decide who goes first, so that gives them kind of an advantage of, ooh, uh, I I don't want them to get that card, so I'm going to go first, or I want to see what's underneath stuff, so I'm going to have them go first type of thing. If it gets to the point where it reaches all the cards are removed from H3, uh, then you're just going to total up points, and points are all the things that have laurels around them. A lot of these things have points on them, uh, so it's going to be like uh, the blue cards, your yellow cards. Uh, you'll also gain victory points for where the position is on military. So if you've pushed the military far enough, you'll still get victory points. You don't completely lose all the effort you've done for moving that there. Uh, Science ones uh, have just victory points. It's not the same as the original game where it's like a pyramid-type scheme. They just have the the victory points printed on them. Uh, There are guild cards that you can get in age three that give you bonus victory points, things like that. Uh, Whoever has the most victory points at the end, uh, if there wasn't a military or science victory, wins the game. Uh, And if there's a tie, I believe it's the player who has the most money.
0: (laughs) Perhaps? No, uh,
1: it's the the player with the most victory points from their civilization buildings, the blue cards, uh, wins. Uh, Yeah, and that that is how you play the game with probably a few things dropped out, but it's not super important unless you're literally playing
0: the game. So. <laughs> and there we go. <laughs> you, you you get the gist. You got it. You got it. Um, yeah, this is a, this is one that I, so I had not played either Seven Wonders or Seven Wonders Duel before we played this. And I had obviously heard of them. They're very popular games and people really love them. It seems overall. And um, of course, Seven Wonders was I don't know not responsible for drafting, but it used drafting in a way that um, people seem to really, really like, <laughs> and uh, applied it to a civ builder in a way that I don't know. I, I guess was it is it supposed to be that it was so innovative that it did it, or it just did it really well um, with its drafting mechanisms. Uh,
1: the It did it in an interesting way, something where a lot of other games didn't do it, because the, the whole idea in the original Seven Wonders was that you were paying a lot of attention to what was going on with your neighbors, so the person to your left and to your right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a lot of things where at the end of the age, you'd compare your military with the person to your left and to your right, but you didn't care about the person directly across from the table, unless you're playing a three-person game, obviously. Right, So it was a lot of, okay, I really only care about these two people. I don't so much care about the it, – it had an interesting thing with your neighbors. And and when you had to pay for resources you didn't have, you had to pay the – you had to choose what neighbor to pay depending on who had certain resources type of thing. So if your neighbor had wood, uh, then you could buy wood from him and you'd give the money directly to him all the time. Or if you both of them had it, you'd choose who to give it to type of a thing. So it was a really interesting thing in that respect that made the draft – kind of uh, unique. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I, I still have not played Seven Wonders, clearly, <laughs> but I, I know it gets a lot of credit for, um, I don't know, just refreshing a genre or creating its own kind of niche in a genre of, of Civ builders. And um, yeah, kudos, kudos to it. I, Duel, was, Duel was good. I, I liked Duel quite a bit. I thought it was a really interesting game. Um, I will say though that playing it, for digitally versus playing it in person and just seeing how much components are up i don't know how often i would actually get this to the table in person i really like the game but man there's a lot of setup so my question to you is how often do you actually get this out and how often uh or have you gotten it out or what's what's your take on the setup teardown of this specific game all right
1: I have, haven't had this game for that. I think I've had this game for like a month, maybe. Oh, jeez! All right, never
0: mind. I thought you had it longer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I have, I, I have gotten it out. It isn't that long of a setup. It really isn't. Uh, it's just shuffling a couple of decks and just placing them in a pyramid shape. It's not that difficult to do um, once you kind of get it down. It's it's pretty simple. They have a little uh, cheat sheet. Uh, card that you can just use as a reference to remind yourself okay these go face up these go face down it sets up pretty quick the i would not look at it and go oh this is gonna take forever to set up it really does not take any time whatsoever to set up so i i never go oh god there are definitely games i have where i'm like god i don't have to set that up and uh, this game no it's not that big of a worry
0: okay yeah it just feels like with the shuffling and then the layout um it, I don't know. It, it just, it seems like more. <laughs> it just seems like a lot, I guess, to me, <laughs> comparatively. It's so nice to be able to click things and shuffle. And I've become very spoiled over the quarantine times about playing things virtually and uh, being able to just click things to uh, set them up and lay them out and shuffle. So maybe that's just my laziness <laughs> coming through, but. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, asked and answered. So, um, uh, yeah. So Seven Wonders Duel, the, this is, Really good game. I think it's this is definitely going to be applicable to people who like Civ Builders. Like I was saying before, in its 2.22 complexity rating, I think it fits that pretty well. There, there are some strategies, a lot of strategy options to go down here, in obviously which wonders you have, which wonders you're kind of prioritizing over others. Um, if you're behind and know that you're going to have to just uh, get rid of one, then obviously you're going to have to make a choice there on, on which you uh, think is easy, e- not only easier to get to, but would uh, help your strategy more than another. Um, so there's a lot of cool options and choices in here as the game progresses and at the, as these card pyramids slowly get taken up one, one way or the other. Uh, I It reminds me of a lot of different Civ games. I can't put my finger on anything specifically that it, like is closest to, but there's definitely that feel of um, um i don't know like like that engine building feel of um building up your uh pool of available resources so that you don't have to buy or use those resources again god there's the game on the tip of my tongue that i'm trying to remember which has something some mechanism similar to that where once you have a resource you have it and you don't have to get it again you could just apply it to the cost of things i'm sure it'll come to me later or not Splendor? who knows uh, Splendor no, kind of does not, that. Splendor does do that. Yeah, no, it's more it is more of like a the uh, like it's a, a resource resource game like this where it's like wood or stone or whatever it is. Um, I can't remember the top of my head, but what it does remind me of a lot of is actually Concordia. For some reason, there's a feel feel to me. This feels Concordia ish to me, <laughs>
1: and that Is could it just because it's around the Mediterranean. It's <laughs>
0: that's exactly it. Is it's just around the Mediterranean at the time of Rome, and uh, <laughs> I just can't get around it. But there's something about the feel of um, uh, slowly collecting your resource cash that you use to uh, kind of further your further and further and further your strategy and your um, I don't know your purchase power. And that's just—I don't know—it feels like Concordia to me, and maybe it's just because Concordia is one of my favorite games of all time, and I, everything comes back to Concordia. <laughs> but there's a sense of that here for me. I do appreciate the way. One thing I really like is the way they do uh, war cards. Um, I think a lot of Civ games struggle with uh, with direct conflict or violence. They or war specifically is that they you either it either takes everything over because it's so powerful of uh, a strategy or it falls completely flat. This, this is a really interesting way of doing it where it is that push pull, um, little marker that goes back and forth throughout the game where you, you definitely need to be paying attention to it. And it's good to try to engage with, or actually it's necessary to try to engage with it, uh, throughout the game, but it isn't a be all end all. And I really appreciated the way that they designed that for this, this game specifically. It's, it's really interesting. Um, but uh, anyway, so you've you've had, this, you've had this for a month, but you've played this a lot more than I have, right? Or is it just Seven yes. Wonders that you've played? So what are your thoughts? I, on... I've, I've played Seven Wonders a lot, and yeah. I've played...
1: I think I've actually played Seven Wonders more than I've played Duel, but... Uh, yeah, yes.
0: that's what I figured. Duel's a... Well, that Duel, you need only two and only two people. So what are your thoughts overall on this game? Uh, maybe compared to Seven Wonders, but not necessarily, but also just as like a two-player or maybe a Civ game in general?
1: I mean, I... Honestly, I think I like the two-player version a lot better than the Seven Wonders version um, just because in Seven Wonders, since you're only really paying attention to yourself and your neighbors, it, it's one of those things where it gets to the end of the game and you're like, oh, this person I was paying no attention to just like blew it out of the water with you know, science victory or whatever type of thing. And it's just like, God, you know... If I, would have, if I would have been positioned in a different spot, maybe things would have been different type of a thing. And it's you feel, at least I feel, a little bit like, gosh, I I want to pay attention to what's going on there, but there's so much going on, I can really only pay attention to what's going on in my direct area. Right. Because I can be like, oh, I, I can make sure that the person to my left doesn't get this card. I can take that. I'm not going to look three things down and go, oh, I need to make sure they don't get this science symbol type of a thing. And it, it was a little bit irritating you'd be like i'm doing really good and then you realize no you weren't doing good at all this other player was crushing it and it's just like (laughs) oh that that kind of takes the wind out of you sometimes it's just like come on i thought i was i thought i was doing so well with the two two person game you're you're in the whole game you're not like leaving something off to the side everything is well within your your periphery and you can it's it's all within your your reach and you can kind of control things you can manipulate things at least somewhat to, to the way you need them to do, and I, I really like that about this one. Um, I I know a bunch of a lot of my friends have actually purchased Seven Wonders, and I was like, well, since everyone I know has it, I'm never going to get it. Right. Uh, I, even more so now since I have Seven Wonders Duel, I do I do not need to have Seven Wonders. Uh, I also feel like getting Seven Wonders on the table and teaching a bunch of people how to play Seven Wonders is kind of difficult. I think I did it once at a birthday party and I was teaching like one or two new people and a bunch of people who already knew how to play it and the people who knew how to play it forgot how to play it. And so I was basically, the game I don't own, I'm teaching everyone how to play. And it was, oh God, it was, I I regret doing that because there were so many people like, I don't know what I'm doing. And there's like a lot of private information because you're drafting cards. And with this, it's like, it's all there. It's right there. I'm teaching one person. I, I can use everything I'm pointing to as an example. There's nothing hidden behind something that's, that I can't see that they can see type of a thing. And so it's a lot easier of a teach. So that's another point in this here. So for me, I'm going dual all the
0: way nice yeah i consider i've heard actually a, a lot of people say that where they they kind of seven wonders for whatever for whatever reason fell flat maybe it's they play two-player games more often but they really like dual structure or it's a way it kind of it's spin on the seven wonders um gameplay so you are not alone sir you and <laughs> you can find other compatriots <laughs> to play with you at any time <clears throat> yes Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it's, it's interesting. I kind of going back and forth with this one. I really do. I, I like the game a lot and it definitely, um, is, I'd say it's a solid game. And if you like these, this genre of Civ games, and if you like two player games, this is a, an easy one to pick, but I was trying to think if it just, if it stands out to me, if it's that it's showing its age or it's just that I've, there are other games that I prefer, or, I don't know, it's it's not that I don't think it's a bad game, but it didn't wow me. And maybe it's the build-up for the Seven Wonders, because you just hear about them all the time. The build-up uh, for these games is so yeah. overhyped. You could have been overhyped. Yeah, it was like, oh boy, this is going to be nuts. And it's just like, no, alright, this is good, <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> so, it's probably part of what it is. But, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I can see that. I, it's, it's more of a, not an intro game, but a lighter game than I expected. I guess I expected... With the Civ game more... Not depth is the right word, but I guess it's the only thing I can think of to describe it. But more... Um... More maybe mechanisms is, is the better word where I felt like there would be more interplay of mechanisms. Not that there's not a lot things going on here, but it just felt like there's could there's like one or two you could throw in here to make this a crazier game. And I do know that there's expansions and I do know that potentially yes. they add some of that stuff. <laughs> and so as usual, fa- expansions fix everything that you don't like about a game potentially. But um and that's just my personal opinion. I don't think this is a bad game, but um, it's one that I probably won't pick up. Like, I'm glad I know people who have it, and I would play it in a, uh, again for sure. But it, for me personally, it doesn't stand out enough compared to things that I have to be like, ah, I got to go get this one, for whatever that means okay. to you.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I do want to point out that you you were kind of edging on something where I was going to hard, hard-heartedly disagree with you. I don't even know if that's a, the right term. <laughs> I'm making stuff up. Uh, <laughs> uh but you we're kind of saying it doesn't have the depth i definitely think it has depth when you changed it to like it doesn't have enough mechanisms i'm i can see that there's there's a few there's like three or four maybe five mechanisms depending on how you count um in the game and i could see wanting more interplay between a lot of stuff the there is definite Uh, depth to this there are tactics there are Mm -hmm. strategies that you need to take there are in this is a game where if you make a few mistakes in the early game you could be completely hosed for the rest of the game and in fact that has happened to my wife twice uh, which has (laughs) soured her opinion she really she's really enjoying the game but those two games where I completely trounced her did not leave a good flavor. She was quite sore, especially at the last one we played where – uh, I was able to get it so that I basically... There were, there are two types of goods or resources. There's brown resources, and then there's gray resources. The gray resources are like papyrus and glass, and they're a little bit harder to get. Um, I was able to get most of them, and the few that I was able to get, I was also able to just... I think I was able to destroy one of hers throughout the game, and so <laughs> she basically had no like refined resources, and by the end of the game, it's just like she couldn't build anything anything she had and I also was able to get all of the money when she had to pay for those resources so she was just she was just fed up like halfway through age three she's like I'm j- this is this is done I, right. I there's no way I'm gonna win she was quite irritated by the end of it uh, which I can totally understand this is a game where if you make a few mistakes here and there if your opponent is able to take advantage of things that you weren't seeing or didn't take advantage of if you Pull a card that caused two cards to get flipped over, and it's just like, oh wait, that totally switches the game. It it can hurt, and you have to be thinking about all the all the different possibilities of, okay, you have to be counting cards. You have to be going, all right, if I take this card, they'll take that card, and if I take this card, then that's going to open up these two cards, uh, and I don't know what those two cards are, or it could be something where you know where the cards are, and it's just like if I take that one, they're going to get that, and they're going to win by a military victory, and I can't let that happen, so I have to do something that makes it so they can't get that card. I, there has to be some way, and there are little tiny ways. You can have, you can have wonders that allow you to take an extra turn so you can – kind of flip the script and kind of uh, do a little hiccup in the in the giddy-up because there's kind of a cadence to it of you card, my card, you card, my card. <laughs> and if you can do a double turn, then it's just like, wow, you thought it was going to be a me and you. Now it's a me and a me. Uh- and now <laughs> you thought you had it and now I have it type of a thing. So there's a lot of little things that you're like, I'm paying attention to their military. and If they push that too far, but if then they have it there, then I can't let them get that that sign symbol because then that's the duplicate sign symbol and they'll be able to get this thing and then they'll be able to push that harder and then I don't want to have to do that and there's a lot there's a lot of interplay going on and I can definitely see you know it's only five mechanisms but there's still depth and tactics and strategy to it which I enjoy I'm sure my wife will figure it out eventually she she was able to beat me in one of the games so it's not like she doesn't get it there's just a lot of things where she she doesn't fully understand everything. Like, the first game, she didn't understand that yellow cards were important, and so she had, like, no money by the end of the game. The second game, I was going for, like, a heavy military, and it just, just didn't work out. I The luck of the draw just n- nailed me, and she was able to... She, I think she beat me by, like, 20 or 30 points in that one. So she was able to pull out some really good things. And the next one, she just missed out on how these resources were playing out and she just kind of fell behind. So the, it is important that you pay attention. So it's not a game where it's just like, Oh, you play things happen and whatever happens happens. And hopefully it works out my way. No, you need to be paying attention during this game. So I I don't, I don't want it to be, make it seem like there is no depth. There is definitely depth, uh, but I can definitely see your point about, yeah, there, there's only a few things you can do in this game. It's like you choose between one of three things to do with a card, but, the choices are important in the game.
0: Yeah, yeah. It just feels to me like I, it definitely feels the game of it of its time, like 2015. It's it's. It, I feel like if this was a game that was done today, there'd be like one additional mechanism, either a catch-up mechanism or a side strategy mechanism that you could, or like a you know shoot for the moon mechanism or something you could like just go after. I don't know. I don't know what it would be, but. Um, because, yeah, it can be unforgiving, especially if you get, like you were saying, if you get stumble in the first age. Um, uh, it's not even the first age. I would say, like, the second age. Like, if you stumble in the second age, then you it's really hard to come back if you make a really big stumble, <laughs> you know? And, and, depending on the cards. I mean, right. the cards can give you some benefit, but there's definitely not, like, a catch-up or um, here's an avenue to success. now. it's it's more just like, God, I hope I don't get destroyed. <laughs> but. Right. But anyway, that's, uh, there's a lot of games like that. So this will just have to be a game that you decide whether or not it's, it's, uh, it's, it's acceptable to you. Because there's a lot of good stuff in here. Um, okay. And s-
1: spe- mm-hmm. speaking – I think we should transition now to the expansions. Because speaking of things to kind of give it more things to do, give it extra avenues of uh, – there are two expansions. I have not played either. Uh, I have done a little bit of research. Uh, the two expansions are called Pantheon uh, and Agora. Pantheon adds a bunch of other cards into the game. There's going to be certain points where when you pick up one of the regular cards, it spawns, it not only gets you that card, but it gives you gets you to look at a... a Uh, genre of the Pantheon, so you get to look at two of these three cards and pick which one gets added to the Pantheon tableau, and you can choose where to place it. Uh, And where you place it determines how much it's going to cost in the next age and the closer you place it to you the cheaper it is for you but more expensive for your opponent and the further away you place it from you the more cheaper it is for your opponent and more expensive it is for you so it might be something where i I don't think i want to take advantage of this type of thing and i don't think my opponent will either i'm gonna make it really expensive for me and cheap for them because they're never going to use it or i'm gonna i'm gonna use the heck out of this thing i am going to go gangbusters so you might place the card closer to you in the next gauge all those cards there's gonna be six cards added there instead of drawing cards and this is not a draw card and discard it this is instead of drawing cards in the next age you will you can choose to pay money to use those cards so it, it does that hiccup thing where it's just like oh i thought you can use this as a kind of a way to make it so that the card you want to draw is the card they draw so it adds that extra little thing there and these are big things where it's just like oh you score this many points or you get to choose an extra you know uh, green token to add to your civilization type of thing or uh, you get extra money from this it's 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 a, kind of like those prosperity tokens but uh, you're paying a lot you're possibly paying a bunch a bunch of money for it type of a thing so it, it adds a lot of stuff and it actually swaps out some of those guild cards in three uh, to change it for other points so that's what pantheon does hmm. uh, the agora adds essentially it adds the senate the actual like senate chambers so it adds and these are like little extra things that are put off on the sides of the left and the right of the original board uh, which makes it so that now you are uh, adding cubes onto the senate and if at any point in time you can control each of the six sectors of the senate you win the game so you also want to be moving a lot of your cubes uh, making sure you have like the most uh amount of your senators in each of the sections and you can kind of bump people out of different sections and when you control that section uh, you also get extra resources uh, you can there's a new cards that are added into the tableau of the, the pyramid such that you can pull off these crazy like uh, kind of like um I don't know, like rogue actions where it's like, okay, I'm going to draw this card and I'm going to put it under here to prep this one. And then I'm going to spring this on like a trap. Uh, and it's going to make me get rid of one of your cubes and allow me to move my cube to put that over there. Uh, and it's just another thing to have to pay attention to. It's another way you can just win the game without actually making it to the end of the game. So it's hmm. a lot. It's even more stuff to pay attention to. And you can you can mix both of these together. And so there's nothing stopping you from playing all both of the expansions at the same time so if you're just like ah, i wish there were just a few more mechanisms i would definitely look into the expansions
0: hmm. yeah no that's on both those sound pretty cool yeah i could definitely that's drastically seems to change the game <laughs> so there we go there's the mechanisms i was looking for um yeah, there you go <laughs> <laughs> all right well, let's talk about taking this out if you're going to take it out so uh despite being a two-player game i think seven wonders is going to be One of the one of those games that's just a bit of an unexpected table hog um, for a two-player game. So, (coughs) excuse me. Um, All right. So on the table, you're going to have. um, uh, Let's see. Why you're gonna have to help me with the uh, the, what these are (laughs) called? These areas are called. But kind of the central structure is this card pyramid, and. the, let's see. So the bottom row, it's like six in the bottom row, then five, then four, then three, then two, uh, at least in the yep. first round. And then, um, so that's going to be like center of the table. Those cards are going to be face up and face down, depending on which row they're in. And those are, that uh, pyramid is going to be um, being pulled into your, uh, each year you're going to pull cards on your turns. So that's going to be slowly diminishing. But above that is going to be the big, uh, what do you call it, the row, the war <laughs> tracker, or the uh, military? The
1: military tracker, There yes. we
0: go. Uh, that is a, a big little, or a big little, uh, <laughs> a somewhat sizable cardboard strip of... The um, tracker where who has military dominance at the current moment, and there's a lot of information. I would not- say
1: it's like sixteen inches by four inches wide.
0: Yeah, so it's it's pretty with, sub- with a little
1: lip to hold the uh, uh, prosperity tokens.
0: Yeah, it's pretty substantial. I mean, it's not something you can't you know. Push, it's going to be sort of pushed away from you off uh, above everything, uh, or much of everything. But it's definitely, it's definitely a, a centrepiece. a visible kind of makes a statement. <laughs> but it is cool. I mean, for the theme of the game, it makes sense. Obviously war is a big part of uh, civ building, and um, this is no exception. So um, there's going to be a little token on there that's going to be sliding up and down as people move the um, uh, military dominance one way or the other. And then there's other information on there about point allotment. And then, anyway, there's lots of information on there. But that strip of cardboard is going to be above the pyramid, typically, in their layout. Then, uh, above that, I guess, you can orient these in different ways. But above that is going to be the... uh, What are those tokens called? The uh, little... Prosperity tokens? Prosperity tokens, yes. So that's got its own little cardboard strip as well that you can put prosperity tokens on. um, And those will be... Uh, above the war board or something. But anyway, center of the table. Um, the other thing that's going to be center of the table are the age 2 and 3 decks somewhere. You're going to need those. Um, you probably have those pre-prepped for how you're playing, or you can prep them as you go, but they're going to be out there just sitting, waiting to be used. Then you'll have a pile of coins, and um, the that should be it for the center of the table. In front of you, you're going to have... <laughs> excuse me, you're slowly gather growing tableau of a couple different things. Um, the thing that's not going to be changing are your wonders. You're going to have your set wonders, four of them, at least as the initial game starts, laid out in front of you, uh, one side or the other of your play area. But then you're also going to have directly in front of you this growing tableau of resources. Um, these are where the cards you collect from the pyramid are going to go. And you're going to stack them, organize them by color so you can, you can know, feather them or you know put them in some orientation that's at least table hoggy as possible in front of you but you are going to have a growing collection of cards <laughs> the other thing you're going to have in front of you is your growing and shrinking collection of coins so you're going to be buying things and earning money uh, throughout the game as well and so obviously as in most games with currency you're that's going to be fluctuating throughout the game that's pretty much it but that is that is a lot for a two-player game um yeah, you mentioned that the cards themselves in real life are Europe—they're they're like European playing cards, or even smaller than that.
1: They're—they're they're about one and three quarters by two and three quarters inches. So hmm. they're, okay. They're, pretty small i think there might actually be a little bit smaller than like the s- original ticket to ride like train cards although they might be the same so i can't remember i have the bigger cards now so it's hard for me to remember exactly how big they were but right right yeah, they're there's they're smaller cards
0: okay so there's, they're,
1: they're trying to, to to can save save space here
0: yeah okay um that and that makes sense and that's helpful i mean there's still a lot of cards floating around but the fact that they're not, you know, full size playing cards is going to make a really big, <laughs> big difference in uh, uh, table uh, consumption here. Um, yeah. But anyway, there's a, there's a lot there's a lot going on here. But it, the, the thing about this game though is, I think this is I don't think this passes a pizza test necessarily, but I do think it lends itself really well to um, like a bar or or something like that where you can play over a galley yeah. table uh, across from each other. Um, And you can kind of have that to the side um, and then have drinks or a meal to the other other side of you. This would play well kind of off to one side of you both because the pyramid doesn't... The orientation of the pyramid actually works best, I think, if you have it not facing either player but just kind of facing uh, through between both of you and you can both reference it, because orientation isn't that important. You just need to be able to see it and see the order of the pyramid and what cards are covering which cards. That's the most important thing. So, um, I don't know, it's interesting. There's a lot going on, (laughs) there's a lot of table space, but at the same time, the whole structure can be kind of, like, tucked to one side. And so, in that way, it does lend itself pretty well (laughs) to pretty much any map. I've
1: actually taken this out twice. Two of the games I've played have been out Uh, at like a restaurant i think one was a a witch witch uh, which is basically a sandwich shop and the other time i think it was like some mexican restaurant that's nearby uh and it as long as you're playing on a table that isn't strictly for two people it's gonna fit perfectly fine so as long as you can kind of push it off to where like the third and fourth person would normally sit at a table that you can easily play this and be eating food at the same time it's it's no problem
0: all right, so I, I totally see that. I, I feel like there's a there's a way to slide it all, <laughs> to shove it all to one side or the other. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, my complaint aside, and I do feel like for me personally this is an issue. So it kind of depends on what your tolerance for this is. There's there are more components than I typically would be like. Yeah, this is a this is this is one I would reach for to set up in two person. But uh, but I could definitely see how other people don't bet an eye at this too. So it's just going to kind of be your preference on what you're what you're doing, and also kind of the night. Because if you're going to have this out for a few games, yeah, sure, it makes sense to set it up and at, for me and, and and have it out and play a couple rounds of the, or a couple games of this. Um, absolutely, there's there's not it's not that bad. <laughs> but but if I'm just like trying to cycle through games, I'm probably not reaching for Seven Wonders Duel um, if I'm going to play a few during that night, unless it's like the last one or something like that. Um, okay. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, taking out—that's pretty much it uh, for taking out. We kind of talked about who it's for and who it's not for. I definitely think that uh, this is—I think most gamers like the, like this game. I think it's also a good one for introing people who are probably good used to games or played some games, but maybe haven't played a lot of Civ games. This is a great game to kind of introduce that concept of Civ building, um, or you know, building towards specific goals, like the idea that you're building towards wonders. Is cool and the fact that wonders do all of these things, but they're not necessarily the be-all, end all for for points. I mean, um, they're very important, but but uh, you can you, they're not the only way to get points. Um, I think this is a really really good intro for for that or an early early exposure to Civ games. That, that might be a better way to put it. <clears throat> yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, let's see who this is not for. Definitely, I guess if you don't like two player games, <laughs> if you're. Yeah. If um if, I don't know, if there's those are the reasons why you might. It's not about your favorite, but I can't think of anything that would be a huge turnoff to anybody. Can you think of anything that comes to mind?
1: Nothing that really comes to mind. I mean, if if you are looking for something with a, a lot more mechanisms, as as uh, Chuck pointed out, yeah, I, I mean, you you definitely would enjoy playing the game. But I, it's if if that's what kind you're looking for, give it a try before buying um and see if it's 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 as you know as interplay as you're hoping it can be uh but uh try it first and then if if you are liking it or if you're just on the edge maybe consider the expansions but if you're not the type of person that like well if it's the original game's not going to do it for me i'm not going to get expansions to try and fix it you know it, it you you should know you well enough to determine whether or not uh that is something for you. So based off of all that information we just gave you, I think that can kind of sell you whether or not you (laughs) want to play this.
0: That should be our thing for the day. You should know you well enough (laughs) to know if this is for you. You should know you (laughs) well enough now. We've given you the tools. (laughs) (laughs) You've been given the tools. Were you
1: you not paying attention? Did you fall asleep? (laughs) Did you fall asleep while listening to this?
0: (laughs) Well, that sounds like you, doesn't it? You just you just
1: jumped all the way to the
0: end of this podcast. <laughs> what a weird thing to do. Just
1: just tell me whether or not to get it.
0: <laughs> yes, that uh, that would be a very weird person, but uh, hey, thanks for listening. Um but uh, yeah, I don't know. So I, I definitely see why people like this game. Me personally, I de- like I said before, I, I like this game, um, but I, I probably won't add this to my collection, but I'd happily play it if someone won, uh, brought it up. Uh, oh, and I already jump, feel like I'm jumping to the end. Would your mom like it? I don't think your mom would like this game. <laughs> I think this is definitely just out of the realm of games that she would be interested in. I mean, I could see her kind of be intrigued by it, but I definitely don't think your mom would be uh, itching to play this one or, or getting a lot. Especially the fact that you can have a runaway leader issue sometimes <laughs> would really... Take it for her.
1: Yeah, no, she would not enjoy this. The two-player aspect and the fact that yeah, you could just get brutally. Ca- she would. She would lose it in the first age. She would somehow lose, uh, and not to somehow not to a military or science victory. She would just lose. Ever. She would have, like, one card in her tableau somehow, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure she'd figure out a way. She's like, I don't understand. Wait, I, what? Uh, <laughs> but I have so much money. That's not going to do you anything, Mom. <laughs> I
0: got all the wood. <laughs> That's nothing. All right. Well, there we go. That's Seven Wonders Duel. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think definitely worth checking out. I think there's a reason why it's uh, popular. Bruno Cathal, of course, is a renowned designer. And this is um, this definitely feels like one of his games uh, for good or for bad. So whether or not you're a fan or if you are just disgusted by his designs. Oh, I should say Antoine Bauza, too. Sorry, I don't mean to undersell Bauza's contributions to their games. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, that is Seven Wonders Duel, everybody. Uh, check it out. All right. So I think I'm going to stick with that. I really like saying you should know you well enough to know whether or not you like it. (laughs) (laughs) How many yous can you get in a sentence? Uh, That is our slogan for the day. So, yes, do you know you and be your own critic, friends. (laughs) You should know you well enough to do all that. Uh, If you want to get a hold of us to tell us what we should do, you could, of course, do that in a couple different ways. Uh, Twitter and Instagram um, at Chits and Chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form. We'd love to hear from you guys. And until next time, we will catch you all on the next episode. Bye.